I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We're talking again. Our bodies were made. Welcome to the Swapcast Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Mitzi, and with me we have... Lucy Thomas. And... B-Money. <laughs> no. That's not a thing. No, we're not letting this happen. <laughs> yeah. Do it again. Brendan Levi. <laughs> Good. That's what people come here to hear you do. The Brendan <laughs> Levi classic. Every week we watch an entry in the body swap movie genre, break it down for you, tell you who in the cast is hot or not, find the most ridiculous reviews from around the internet, and finish with some tenuously linked film and TV recommendations. This week we are watching the 1992 romantic drama Prelude to a Kiss, starring Meg Ryan and Alec Baldwin. The IMDb plot synopsis for the film states, a couple fall in love despite the girl's pessimistic outlook. As they struggle to come to terms with their relationship, something supernatural happens that tests it. We always love hearing from our listeners, so send us an email at theswapcastpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on our socials at the underscore swapcast on Twitter, the Swapcast Podcast on Instagram, or search the Swapcast Podcast on Facebook. If you want to support our show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It's the best way for us to get new listeners. A hundred iTunes reviews and we will fulfill our most common fan request to review Face Off. <laughs> So <laughs> that's turned into a thing now. Yeah. Prelude to a kiss. Is it okay, my first question. Mm. Is it prelude to a kiss or prelude, prelude. to a kiss? It's a How, great it's a great question. I don't know. Maybe it's like an American and an Yeah. I yeah. say prelude, so I think we should prelude. just Prelude? Prelude? Prelude. Yeah. Pre cum. Very quickly. Okay, so my actual question to you guys Mm -hmm. Meg Ryan has starred in some of the most culturally influential romantic comedies of all time, like Mm -hmm. Sleepless in Seattle, When Harry Met Sally, and You've Got Mail. Alec Baldwin remains to this day a hugely bankable star, starring in giant franchise movies like Mission Impossible. Why do you think this film, which is in a very marketable genre with two huge cast members, is completely out of print and virtually impossible to find? Um, I don't know. Maybe because it was so bad and they tried to scrub the world off it. <laughs> it was so bad. There is no script. There is like no dialogue in it. It's just so bad. I just kept looking at it, looking at them being like, the hell is going on here? <laughs> and it's not even like they, it, it wasn't even early in their careers either. Like if you yeah. at the time, what year did it come out? 92. You would have been like, oh my God, Meg Ryan and Alec Baldwin. Like, mm. let's go and see this. Then you would have been like, what has happened to me? <laughs> my eyes. <laughs> my eyes. Yeah. What happened? What, what, like, what happened to this film? What, like, uh, it was a flop. Up, uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, Kathy Bates is in it? Like, yeah. Barely. <laughs> Why? Why would you put her in it? 
Yeah, or yeah, and Why Stanley you Tucci. Why wouldn't a lovable? Exactly. <laughs> Why wouldn't you have got a lovable old man to be the man that Meg Ryan swaps with? Yeah. It's a lot of bizarre decisions. I loved that- last week or last episode when we were recording and you said what film we were going to do and I said, oh, we haven't done a relationship swap in ages. And Paul had like this gleam in his eye. He was like, I don't know if it's a relationship swap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why? So should we spoil it for the audience? Yeah. Okay, so... It, the film starts off is like a relationship drama about this guy and he meets this girl at a party and they start dating and it's all like serial killery, s- yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, it's very it's really paint by numbers. It's yeah, like it's very, very standard movie. Yeah. And then about like fifty minutes into this film, they're at their wedding, they get married, and then it cuts to an old man. <laughs> Having it like just sitting Getting in his up, house, yeah, leaving his house, gets up. Uh, randomly like goes to the train station, catches a random train. He doesn't know where he's going. Ends up at the main character's wedding. Wanders in, starts eating chicken wings, and then when he sees Meg Ryan, he dec- he says, "I would like to kiss the bride," and she's like, "Sure." Yeah. And then like tongue kisses his old man. Yeah. In front of everyone, and which they... no one has an issue with. No. And they swap. Yeah. So preposterous. So this standard relationship drama becomes like Meg Ryan is an old man and the old man is Reg- Meg Ryan. Which they do not even attempt to adopt the <laughs> each other's personas of each no. other. But also, like, I feel like even before she swapped, she was kind of playing a similar character. She was always off with the fairies and was vague and... Walked funny. It was so like manic pixie girl. It, it was just such being like, I'm going to put this flighty weirdo in. Yeah, and and like in the, the relation, the like sh- in the position of the the woman. It was in the role of a woman. It was so stupid. And this the standard like, how do we make a girl seem relatable? Oh, we'll make her clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> I am clumsy though, yeah, and into blowjobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But as you. Darkest fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So dumb. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, that... That was it, the it, weakest. Putting, putting that in the concept, uh, context of the manic pixie dream girl. Yeah, and also she loved drinking booze. That was another thing. Yeah, but like mm. there's literally a scene where they're just hanging out and she's like, tell me your darkest, deepest <laughs> fantasy. And then he's like, uh, I like it if a girl like crawled, crawled across on her, the floor on, uh, and like, sucked my dick and, it's, and she's like I can do that yeah. and then it cuts Cut to it cuts to them on the floor for some reason lying on the floor but with a bowl of cereal next to them and a carton of milk so it's so like oh, I'm so like no, weird but, but I'm no, eating it, cereal it was, it, was, it was a packet of Doritos <laughs> a thing of peanut butter a bowl of cereal that had been poured with milk in it as well. But they the milk, the milk carton, with us but to then the she, floor. Yeah, which is, are all on the floor, but then she's eating the cereal out of the box as well. <laughs> Why did you bother making the cereal if you were only going to eat, eat it out, out of the, the box? box? Yeah, stupid. Some set design shit needs to be. <laughs> we need to write a letter. It was it was everything. It was set design. It was even <laughs> even like the uh, the cameraman. Like there was like all these weird like shakes and yeah, like some oh, sh- oh, it's yeah, so annoying. Yeah, there was like when it it, you, it almost seemed like oh, a trip when it was entering. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like keep that. It's real. Yeah. <laughs> if this film, if you took Alec Baldwin and Meg Ryan and replaced them with two like director TV actors. Mm. 
you would just not Student question film. this yeah. as <laughs> like a, one of the normal trash films that we watch. Yeah. But it's it was a big budget, mm. like relatively in terms of like it was a romantic comedy, or well, re- romantic drama, I guess, yep. released by a major major studio, released oh in a wide release. With name actors. I feel like there would have been like, yeah, we've got a great cast and like body swapping in the 80s and 90s, like everybody loved it. Mm -hmm. They would have been like, maybe they just weren't paying that much attention. They're like, this will be great. This is going to be. And it was based in a play. So maybe people like the play. Yeah. They were like, really? We've got to, we're going to make money off this. And then it would just be like, you know, the execs at the end of the day being like, the fuck is this movie? I'm surprised, Brendan, you didn't notice that it was based on a play because they said it in the opening credits that went for 15 minutes. The slow <laughs> oh pan. Oh my God, it was endless. A slow pan from a puddle on the floor all the way up a building until it zoomed in on Alec Baldwin's watch and then up his arm into his face and it went for like 10 minutes mm. and that, all that, set to like a really slow song yeah, as so well. But the, the finishing shot was... Was him like him darkly lit and his glasses only illuminated by the reflection of the tower. Serial mm. killer. Serial yeah. killer. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. I kept writing, what is the genre of this film? Like, was it supposed to be romantic? Because it wasn't. Oh, no. Was it chemistry. supposed to be funny? Because it wasn't, except for in the bits when we laughed when it wasn't, wasn't a joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was just so boring i i i wrote um if the if baldwin and the old dude don't pass i'm gonna be really upset that i spent two hours of my life on this film but they did (laughs) that was a glorious moment yeah and i am committing so i'm saying it on the podcast so that I have to be held accountable for this. Uh-huh. I will turn the Baldwin old man pash into a, a gif, a shareable <laughs> gif for all of our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> when you think of Baldwin, yeah. who do you, when you see him, who can you just not help but see when you see him, like a character or a, a role that he's played? For me, like I love 30 Rock. He just yeah. is yeah. always going to be Jack Donaghy to me. Yeah. So anytime he laughed in this film, I was like, there he is. <laughs> and then I was like, but... No, he didn't do anything good. Yeah, yeah, like that really is my only experience of him. And I'm, I was like, oh, like I will see comedy from Alec Baldwin. Yeah. And I sort of did, but not really, not in the right moments. And <laughs> see, for me, my iconic Alec Baldwin role is the boss baby. <laughs> Okay, then. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> You're trash. <laughs> yeah, it just, for a romance, they had no chemistry. No chemistry. And, she, like, so she was just such an un- unappealing mm. character, yeah. and I just didn't understand. Her face appeal. always looked angry at him when yeah. they were yeah. trying to connect. Like, she was like, come on, fucking be interesting. I thought she was supposed to be, like, an addict or something, and we're going to find out that she was, like, on a substance, <laughs> and that's why she was acting so weird. Yeah, or she you had- noticed uh, she kept, like, someone would be telling a story, and she would ask these really inane questions. Mm. So he was like, I left, I said I was going to the movies, and she was like, what movie? It's yeah. like, that doesn't have anything to do with the story. I'm telling you about how I ran away from my family. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And or, I didn't even go to the film. And sometimes he'd ask her questions and she wouldn't answer yeah. them. And then, like, totally they never addressed that. the fairies. And, and I thought it really might annoying. be like she was, like, avoiding something, but it wasn't. Mm. It was just, that's a character trait. She totally ignores people. Thing. She had, like, 
like a mop of hair that she was like flipping around all the time. And she was, yeah, like you said, she was clumsy. It was such a like one dimensional. I did love her hair though. Oh yeah, the best. Yeah. Um, but it, it was a total like it's like I don't know Zoe Deschanel's bangs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it was a purposeful choice yeah and like he always was commenting on the hair as well it's not like he was never like i really love your personality Mm. it was always like you're beautiful i love your hair i miss your face yeah um and it (laughs) it was just like such a such a stupid character and Mm. also you know the way they say that she was afraid of life Mm. but it's like isn't the manic pixie girl supposed to be the one that teaches you to live in the moment yeah i thought that was a stupid because she's like dancing free exactly it's like that doesn't seem like she's very afraid and also like all her little quirks like she wore her keys around her neck like i'm such a klutz i'm gonna always lose my keys i have to wear them and and her whole thing her whole like journey that she has in this film is learning to appreciate life and learning not to be afraid of life and when she's explaining it earlier in the film she's like why would i want to bring a child into the world what happens if they get shot in a drive-by shooting and all this Mm. stuff and i'm like then we go back to her childhood home and her, her parents live in a castle. Yeah, and, and they love her. She's yeah, got everything she's she needs. She's been loved. Yep. She could, like, not make any effort and give her child the most privileged upbringing. Yeah. If anyone <laughs> should have had that outlook on life, it should have been Alec Baldwin's character because he told the story of his upbringing was his parents got divorced and then he had to go and live with his grandparents. It's like, um, why? Like, yeah. why can't you live with your parents? And then he, they both hated him like the parents yeah. the grandparents got old and had to go into a nursing home so he went to one set of parents house and they didn't want him and then he went to the other one and then he ran away to europe it's like yeah. if anyone should be fucked up it should be him yeah <laughs> it, it just seems like such an easy thing like you're making a romance make the main characters likable yeah <laughs> just give them a little bit of dialogue give them a little bit of establishing yeah. and nothing they had a lot of dialogue. It just didn't feel. I don't feel like they did. Yeah, oh, no, it was like it was inhuman the way they like. Yes, it was all really it, disjointed. It never yeah. felt yeah. natural, and like exactly when um. So the first time they have sex with each other, it's like this really drawn out like undressing scene. Yeah, that just just sent so to long. Go they forever. need to take a seat, but then like yeah, in the middle of getting undressed, she sits down and she's like, "So, do you see your family?" Do you talk to your mother? What a psycho. And she's still undressing him as she's asking is about... Is this making it. you hard? Yes. Yeah, that is totally what she... Yeah. 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 As it's like she was being sex. turned on. It's like she was being turned on hearing how distant he was from his father. <laughs> what a weird fetish. How awkward was the the meat of the family of the in-laws oh. like oh, that was just God. once again this like weird inhuman like it's that thing again of aliens watching like a movie <laughs> about humans it was like it, this the dialogue was so yeah, weird it like... was like nobody would interact that way it's like the dad started showing Alec Baldwin his tattoos he just took his shirt off and was like huh? Huh? Like, yeah, he kept making, he making like barking noises. Yeah, that was, was like, the creepy bit. It was like, like as if you wouldn't preface that. Mm. Like, oh, it was yes, just so stupid. It's like when those um those algorithms write scripts and people like yes, it, it was definitely by yeah. a bot for sure. <laughs> the film had potential, and it's done stuff that I think we've wanted swap films to do. Like, they take it seriously. Well, and yeah, the fact that so he's. 
he ends up being with her in the swapped form for a while and slowly starts working it out. And mm. in other films, it's always paid for comedy. Mm. And here, he's slowly unraveling because he thinks he's going insane. Yeah. And then he starts distrusting her. And then it almost turns into, it feels like it's about to turn it's into like straight. scary. Like thriller. Yeah. yeah. Like and in the scene where he works it out and confronts her, like there's ominous music playing and it starts like lightning, lightning storm. And, and his face as well yeah. is really like, you know, you can see it's that Alec Baldwin is a good character. Like yeah. he's got tears in his eyes and he's like hairs. He's really stressed out. He's like, yeah. what have you done with her? Like, where yeah. is she? Like, God, imagine if that's where it went. That would have been so much better. Yeah. I was like, fuck, is this going to yes. be an awesome movie? Yeah. <laughs> well, by no. that point, it would have been like, I've sat through an hour of a terrible movie to get to a good movie, but give me something. Mm. But then it failed. (laughs) Also, so, like, they were together. They went on the honeymoon together. Yeah. And, like, they they mentioned that they had sex. Yeah, they had to fuck, yeah. Alec Baldwin fucked an old man multiple times. And then, like, knowing about it, knowing about it, like, never is like... I can't believe that that ha- he's just you know he was just like accepted that that happened and then also <laughs> she who's actually the old man says like put a baby inside me it's like oh so old man you want to have a baby now like yeah which what? they tried to explain, they, they explain at the, at the end, end yeah. it's like ah uh, I you know I was always so jealous of my wife's bond with her daughter and yeah. I wanted that for myself such a weird really weird road to yeah. go down but i kind of respect the film for willing to get that weird like <laughs> i just wish it was more entertaining while it did it yeah we needed some like uh, cop chasers and <laughs> <laughs> water skiing <laughs> as a as a swap film i guess it did have like some of the tropes that we're used to uh, when the old man swaps into Meg Ryan, he has a glance at, at the boobs in the mirror. Yeah, so. that's like <laughs> conveniently fogged up in all the right places. Yeah. Um, and I feel like there would have been a lot more gross shit if an old man ended up in Meg also, Ryan's imagine body. Imagine being a young, beautiful woman and then getting swapped into an old man's body. Like, yeah. imagine all the shit she'd be dealing <laughs> yeah. with. Like, that is yeah, any of that. Shitting herself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of shitting myself. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, I was at a nightclub. On, Where is this going? <laughs> I was at a nightclub on, um, on Saturday night. And I was dancing and I was like against a wall behind me. And someone shat on you. And then all of a sudden, like my butt started feeling like really moist and hot. And I'm like, what just happened? Like, did I do something? <laughs> what? <laughs> And then I turned around and I realized that there was a hole in the wall and it was blowing out smoke and it was directly on my butt. <laughs> and I was at like a, a, a brief, like 30 second freak out that I, I was shitting myself. myself. Yeah, and I need to. Like, did you bail. make a, a game plan? Like, what's like, my yeah, exit strategy? What do like? I do? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. But luckily, no, nothing happened. It was all good. I just walked away from the smoke. So you like were covering up a smoke machine? Vent or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Note to self: don't do that anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I had a friend who accidentally shot himself in you a. You cannot supermarket. tell this. <laughs> <laughs> does he, does he listen or? So, uh, he might listen. Yeah. I oh, just say he it tells it to everyone. He loves it. Okay. <laughs> Why would he? What? <laughs> well, like he just 
he doesn't know what happened, but he was just walking through like I think it was like one of the like big plazas kind of thing, and he realized that he had shed himself. How, how do you not know? What's wrong with his well, butt? He felt it. He was like, oh, and then he's like, oh, I don't know what to do. So he goes to the bathroom and like takes off his pants and puts them in the bin. <laughs> So he walked out into the centre with no pants. Uh, he somehow got a towel from somewhere and he no. walked out in a towel. <laughs> what? <laughs> what That's so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> I, See, think, I think he had to wash himself in the sink. <laughs> See, if Meg Ryan had to do that in this film, it would have been better. Yeah, and I feel like a whole subgenre of guys would have been watching for sure. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, there was a lot of wasted opportunity in the swap. Like, it, it, I think the film was more interested in, like, the metaphysical kind of implications rather than... And how's, like, they don't figure out how they swapped and then they 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 finally, it dawns on them that they wanted to be each other. It's like, <laughs> yeah, Meg Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you looked at this fucking old man who was confused and rocked up to your wedding uninvited and is asking to pass you. You look at him and you think, I want to be that guy. Like, that's not a plot line. Imagine the scriptwriter or the the playwright writing this. Why wouldn't the old man look at Alec Baldwin and say, I want to be that guy just starting his life, getting married to this beautiful woman. Like, that's so weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he could be bi and he just wanted to explore that side of him. But it would have been nice if the film, like, explicitly said that. I know you're trying to put, like, social justice into this, and yeah. put, like, but it's, it wasn't that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because as soon as, like, he's aware that Rita is in, like, the body of the old man and they're at the bar, it's, like, aggressively, like, do not touch me while people are looking, like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although he did look at. The old man once and say, I adore you. With a big <laughs> smile, which was brilliant. We the best, the best part lot. of the movie. No, the best part. The best oh, okay. part. Yeah, okay. The best part. And this is where, you, yeah, it's like, is this going to go somewhere weird? It's like, so they have to lure Meg Ryan back to the house to, like, get her to admit that they've swapped and w- why did this happen and try to work Try to out. swap it swap back, the old yeah. man steps into the... Oh, so she, she, he sits her down with her back turned. Yeah. The old man... Like, you see Alec Bowen, like, look to the hallway. And, and then, then he steps out into the hallway. You see it? He's holding a knife. A giant and a butcher's knife. And a rope. With such a shocked and scared face. And then just starts creeping towards her with the knife pointed at her back. <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. And it's not played for laughs no, either. No. And we were... Paul was laughing as much as he was in Pretty Cool. Like, I wanted to film it because he was cackling, tears rolling down his face. Uh, I just, it's that kind of film that, like, beats you down. So then when something, something like, happens. slightly entertaining happens, it's you just, just like, like a revelation. rush yeah. in your body. Like, yeah. <laughs> this isn't fucking trash fire. So, obviously, after our little episode, we crowned. Shirley Temples as our signature signature drink of the podcast. Mm-hmm. I think we've got a new signature food, which was pretzels. I have no idea what they are. <laughs> and then when they made it, it looked. What did it look like? Look like wet pasta. Yeah, <laughs> so, I need your pasta. <laughs> so I feel like no I feel like we need to look up what pretzels are, and we'll so make we, it. So we need to, yeah, we need to work out what it is. See if it's edible. 
Hopefully it's, it's not vegetarian. just like, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's vegetarian for Lucy. Hopefully it can be served with uh, Grey Poupon. <laughs> <laughs> Grey Poupon is the official uh, condiment of the podcast. <laughs> we should make our own, like our merch should be mustard with a little label with us on the front. Now, I guess the first question is, how do you spell spetzels? Oh yeah, S-P-A-E-T-Z-L-E. And it is what? It's Dutch, is that okay. what it was? No, I don't know. Well, yeah, it was, it was I it's reckon it's got to okay. be German. So it's a type of pasta made with fresh eggs and found in the cuisines of South Germany and Austria. Switzerland, Ooh. Hungary, Slovenia, Alsace, Moselle, and South Tyrol. Um, so it's just pasta? What does that have it's, with it? It's egg pasta. It's like Italians invented pasta. What does it have? Cheese? It looks like mac and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Yum! <laughs> Yum! Yes, we scored. <laughs> I want that now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so next episode we will be eating spetzel while recording. So look forward to the chewing noises. Did you on ever the do that? Noise. Did you ever do that with um any shows or anything like? Uh, when we used to watch Twin Peaks, we would eat, eat donuts, donuts and, and drink pie. coffee. <laughs> no, I, I've never gotten that creative with my TV watching. No, that's a lie. Once you had us over for Halloween and you made blood red something. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I made like blood cocktails. Yeah. I, I actually, I you always love shit like this. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I Halloween, do, you do. Yeah, my Halloween spreads are always themed to the movie we watch mm. for Halloween. Yeah. So I have an idea for this this year's Halloween, mm-hmm. but I have to work out the vegetarian equivalent for you because it's very meaty don't want any eyeballs (laughs) there's a scene where alec baldwin is trying to convince stanley tucci that meg ryan has changed Mm -hmm. and his explanation is that she is doing different things when they have sex with each other and then stanley tucci is like oh is it that she doesn't want to give blowjobs no girls enjoy (laughs) blowjobs What are our thoughts on that? Are you going to ask me to comment on that? (laughs) Unless you want to, I just feel like it's that well-worn trope of like that married women are total nags and that they're like no fun. Yeah, that that felt like that was supposed to be the allegory of this film is that that the woman completely changed when they got married and yeah, it, it it was. (laughs) <laughs> it was not good. It didn't. It didn't hit. It didn't land. I don't. Yeah, I don't think much landed in this. <laughs> no. That whole scene though, where he's trying to convince his coworkers, sounded like to me like they were trying to figure out what the film was. Like midway, they're like spitballing. Well, yeah, it's actually. <laughs> what if, would you do if uh, someone swapped bodies? And <laughs> I actually wrote down. It sounds like they're recording an episode of the Swapcast. Yeah, <laughs> he was asking a lot of the same questions. Like, if you were swapped with that person, yeah. would you do? This? This, or yep. would you do that? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Alec Baldwin, you've got the experience if you want a guest on the show, even though we've just like slammed your movie. <laughs> yeah, You're more than welcome. Everything else. Lindsay Lohan's is- coming on, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did we at least enjoy like the 90s aesthetic of this film? Um, Meg Ryan's fashion in the beginning was like pretty fun to, mm. to see. I love, yeah, her hair was awesome. Yep. Um, Alec Baldwin's glasses, I was yes. a fan of. Um, and the 
like synth harmonica score uh, was disgusting. It reminded me of the score of Dennis the Menace. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and why is Dennis the Menace music in this weird drama? Yeah, that's like the moment I was the most disappointed is like that scene I was describing where the lightning strikes and you think it's about to turn into a horror and then it cuts to the next scene and the harmonica music comes, comes back. back. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. They're still in so- Dennis the Menace zone. Yeah, they, there was also so much silence, but like the, yes, the one that I really silence. hated was the accordion one because that reminded me of The Tourist, the the music from that, where it's supposed to be this quaint, quirky... The Tourist, as in like the Johnny Depp engineer. Yeah. I've never watched it. No. Well, I can't remember it. It's the like... Congratulations. W- it's I regarded the as I one the of film. the worst... Uh, Not the music. Yeah. The worst Golden Globe winning <laughs> films of all time because like one, right. one they, best musical or comedy that year. They, they panned him the year after, didn't they? Yeah. They just wanted Angelina and Johnny Depp to rock up to the Golden Globes. So like, we yeah. got to let him win. <laughs> Did either of them go? Yeah, I'm sure they both went. You can totally edit this out, but it had that nice cover of Sweet Jane. That was like mm-hmm. my favourite moment when she had him over and like you hadn't figured out the movie's really shit yet. <laughs> yeah. And it was, yeah, sort of like maybe setting up for, you know something good and yeah. it had a cool song on but then it was over did you like the use of i touch myself at the party that was my favorite part yeah <laughs> i no, love that song. i feel it, it's a great song but i feel like that was again i'm going to demonstrate very quickly to you how like quirky and, yeah. yeah and mm. also it's like if she's afraid of life she wouldn't be dancing around like i love myself like it just was stupid <laughs> A bad, uh, very badly written character. Oh, and I'm for- cross. And I forgot that, that her other quirk is that she doesn't sleep and yeah. she hasn't slept for like 15 years. Yeah. And that plays no role. Yeah. Oh, no, because then when they swap and she, she starts sleeping sleep, yeah. and drooling because it's an old man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they. That was. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it was just more the. The, that relationship that irritated me the most because I feel like that relationship is toxic. Like. There was no one else in that relationship but themselves. And yeah. it, it was like six weeks before they were actually married, like engaged. Yeah. And they spent every day together. Yeah. It was just not healthy. Also, like, he had a good job, quote unquote. Like, I, I don't really understand what he did. He worked for a microfiche company, <laughs> which, whoa, that's a time capsule. Um, <laughs> Um, you know, microfish. And she was a bartender because, like, quirky girl. Um, but I'm kind of like a graphic designer. But, yeah, totally. <laughs> we never but, come yeah, back to Exactly. Yeah. Um, they spend all their time at her apartment. Like, mm. why would his apartment would definitely be better? She's like some... Yeah, but you have to remember she's got Richie McRich parents. I guess yeah. so. Like, she's, yeah, living in a brownstone. Yeah. And- I life actually is think- so terrible. I actually think that they just didn't have any money and they didn't want to put another set into the... They're like, we're not giving out like Paul a house. Yeah, actually, that's very true. You only ever see yeah. him there or wandering the street. All right, I think we need to lift the spirits. Let's go to Hot or Not. Thank <laughs> God. Are they a toot or a boot? Are they ugly or cute? Tell me if they're hot or not. Everyone's beautiful in their own way. Um, 
I can't wait to talk about some of these things. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, I know what we were all we've, thinking. We've got like, plenty of jokes to make. <laughs> Let's get to it. <laughs> Let's just okay, get listeners, listeners, I have been out with Paul multiple times where people have come up to him and told him he looks like Stanley Tucci. And Stanley Tucci <laughs> was in this film. So everyone, Stanley yeah. Tucci. Hot <laughs> Or not. It was like looking into a mirror. No, not We're really. going to do a side by side for sure on the socials. I don't think. I it... think Stanley Tucci is hot, and Paul, you need to own that, and you need to understand you're a very attractive male, and having a shaved head is not a crime. Well, he doesn't even have one in this film. Yeah, though. but also he's hotter now than he is in that film. Yeah, I have to say because he, he's in that stage where it was going bald, and he was clinging to it when he probably shouldn't yeah, just have. Shave it, bud. Like, yeah, looking good. But I, I, I don't see the resemblance that much that you could do a side by side and and people would be like, "Oh, we're gonna do it." <laughs> um, okay, so I'm gonna preface that I don't think we're that similar, and I'm gonna give him a hot. He in the opening when we see him the first time, he's got like the open shirt, and mm-hmm. he had a little bit of a bod going at the yeah, time as well. Yeah. Um, I think it's nice to look at. I mean, the character seemed like a bit of a douchebag, but not overly douchey. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm giving him a hot. Hmm. Brendan. Uh, yeah, why not? I don't care. Oh, <laughs> no, no, all right, okay. I agree. Doesn't SNL look- did. A, SNL did. A, yeah, sorry. Go. I'm not <laughs> no, going to no, interrupt. Wanna, I'm more interested in what no. you say. SNL did a great sketch <laughs> called Tucci Gang, where they covered that Gucci Gang song, yeah. but they made it about Stanley Tucci, and it was um, Pete Davidson, and yeah. I loved it. And Pete, <laughs> Uh, Stanley Tucci wrote to Pete Davidson after saying that he was just walking down the street and all of a sudden people were going Tucci gang to him and he's like I don't know what this is <laughs> brilliant so what were you going to say Brendan sorry uh, I was going to say did he have like a really hairy chest uh, he had a hairy chest nothing I don't know wrong with that Brendan. really hairy oh I'm just uh, yeah okay Oh, actually, I was thinking He's of Alec Italian, Baldwin. so it's. Yeah. I was thinking of Alec Baldwin, where it's like nicely yeah. combed and shit. Yeah, like yeah. I don't think you would see an actor in 2019. Like they might have a hairy chest, but they wouldn't have that hairy length. Tums. They wouldn't have that length trim it of yeah. hair on their and chest. And it would just be their chest. Like he had it on his tummy as well. I don't yeah. think that's still the done thing, is it? Yeah, it's done by me. <laughs> yeah, I'm down with it. It's fine. Yeah, like you see, like just say, like Jason Statham, he's got a hairy chest, but he has it kind of like at a number one, yeah, or number two. Yeah, do the Hems <laughs> do the Hemsworths have hair? No. Yeah, see, I'm well. That's just dumb. Like, and Chris Evans used to have a hairy chest, but he doesn't anymore. I think that means he does. But he goes to extreme lengths to... Well, if he la- if, if he's lasered <laughs> it for ten years, he probably can't grow it back now. Oh. So yeah, that's a shame. Uh, he he was definitely not that we're hot or not in Chris Evans right now, but he was definitely hotter with the hairy chest. <laughs> but um, segue into Alec Baldwin. I think he rocked that hairy chest. For I think sure. he like he was hot. He was yeah, hot. He's hot. Like you forget. I mean, he's still a handsome guy now, but you forget mm. just like how handsome he was mm. when he was Plus that he age. he had a little dip, like, where he put on quite a bit of weight. Mm. Like, I think years of drinking and smoking caught up with him, and now he, like, married a yoga instructor. Ooh, of course. Yeah. You know, I'm boring. <laughs> but, like, got really back into being healthy and lost a lot of weight. And, yeah. But, like, 
Because it wasn't hot. that he was like hot at all times. Yeah, it's it not like he fine. can't be bigger and not be attractive, but he kind of yeah. looked like he had given up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I still, he still had the piercing blue eyes of a yeah. Siberian husky. He's got, he's got a beautiful <laughs> smile. He's got the nice and he's these eyes. Funny. Yeah. Just when you let him be. Yeah. <laughs> See, I would have said I I would be more in Lucy's camp on this, where I would say he's more attractive as an older man. Then I would say in this. I can't believe nobody has called me out yet. Do you know how cross I get every time, like, in a film? You know, like, the last episode where The Rock mm-hmm. in Jumanji and that girl were, like, pitted as love interests. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, he's so much older than her, but I love all the old guys. Yeah. Nobody's ever <laughs> said anything. <laughs> That's just because, um, like, young people are terrible and tr- just trash. And Well... <laughs> No, but so, in, in films, the issue is the reason that that always happens is because women get to a certain age in Hollywood and then they get forgotten about, and that's why it's scummy that it always in films, happens. But what yeah. about in life? Like it's real. Yeah. Um. It, I just think that you know, like women get to a certain point where they're like, I don't want to fuck around with boys anymore. Like I want a man. Like I want yeah. a dude with a bed frame and a car. <laughs> <laughs> like had enough. Not, not, not at the same time. <laughs> no, separately. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. like, they're like, None, no more of this shit. No more taking our rent money and buying guitar pedals. I'm not talking about anyone in particular. <laughs> I am just saying I would love to be with Bill Murray more than Liam Hemsworth because all the rumors coming about coming out about him and Miley. Yep. Huh. Yeah. I, I didn't know about this. It's so unrelated. So tell me after. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hots from all of us. Alec Baldwin. Hot. Sure. Yeah. Hot at any age. But it's he gets a total. His hottest moment in the film was when they were on the stoop and they were having and his the... hair. That's what annoyed me. What his hair? Whereas in that scene, his hair's just like. Tuffled and stuff. Yeah, yeah, his hair in that scene. It was all he, pushed back. No, no, it was kind of like all kind of flowy and yeah. kind of. It just looked really good. Whereas the rest, it was all like slicked back and it didn't look and as good. Such a nineties thing of like, I don't know what was in the water then or whatever, but like people's hair doesn't look like that anymore. Mm. You know what I mean? But when he was on that stoop having the awful sex conversation, yeah. His hair was on point and, and it also, looked awesome. Such a silly, like, little movie thing. Like, she was wearing denim overalls with her keys pinned to the overalls. <laughs> and he was in, uh, like, like weekend jeans. It was such a, like, let's put them in a cute you little, know, like, like a weekend. College, college, yeah. Yeah, crew yeah. Neck, yeah. 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 Why were they even sitting on their front porch exactly. anyway? Yeah. Ugh. She was probably doing some graphic designs. <laughs> all right. So we all know what Lucy's been waiting for. No, he's not hot and I will not stand for it. Sydney he's not Walker as, uh, I didn't realize his character name in the film is Old Man. Oh. He gets no name. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, Sydney Walker as Old Man. Nah. That's, that's a no for me, dog. But he's so old. He's like the ultimate. Yeah, that's not. You don't get. You don't get me. Breaded. Yeah, he was. He was like mature, like a fine cheese. I'm gonna say not. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to fucking date old cheese. Yeah, and like before he swapped, he was just like really creepy. He was just like wandering it can't around. Be a wedding crasher. Yeah, like, crashing weddings. Staring at people and then asking the bride to match chicken wings and stuff. Look, like, leave no. if you give me a kiss. <laughs> yeah, fuck off, old man. <laughs> and then uh, 
his like fucking life lessons at the end. Like, I wish I knew to to floss more. It's like fuck off. Yeah, but I have heard that flossing um, adds seven years to your life. Mm. Yeah, but that's true. But <laughs> do we really want to watch a film where that's the main takeaway? <laughs> it's funded by the Dental Association <laughs> of America. <laughs> I was just angry when anyone gave a monologue. I was like, no one deserves a monologue. Shut uh, up. When Meg yes. Ryan is in the old man's body and she gives the, the that long extended speech about and how this- fucked life is. Yeah. And it goes for like 10 minutes as the most depressing fucking thing I've ever heard. While they play Scrabble. She, yeah. She's like, and then you have to watch your family die. And then oh at the end. Oh my God, I know. I'm like, stop. <laughs> like when is this gonna end? She should have had, it. and then you have to watch a shitty fucking swap film. And it goes all better. Looks yeah. to the camera. <laughs> Meg Ryan, beautiful. She's stunning, stunning, stunning. Mm, like it, 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 you know, it takes a, wa- a lot to have such a terribly written character and still be kind of charismatic. Yeah, because we really slam other people for that a lot. Like, yeah. We, uh, yeah, I give Ryan Reynolds a lot of shit. <laughs> um, but, yeah, still beautiful. Mm. Yeah, wh- what did we think of Ned Beatty, who played Meg Ryan's dad? Not with all his dog tattoos and random barking. And... Yeah, he was a creepy old dude. Yeah. I got such awful vibes off of him. He came to get her things from the house and he was wearing shorts and a trench coat. So, like, the (laughs) Flash's uniform. Yeah, I was like, like, (laughs) not good. Uh... Sometimes Just you need a jerk. No, Brendan, take and my jumper. advice. <laughs> oh, you are wearing shorts and a jumper, but you just can't put a trench coat on. Okay. Otherwise, all we can see is your legs. <laughs> when I wear an apron at work, get nothing on. And that's like uh, if Sexy. when women so wear um, like strapless things and you take a photo of them, yeah, and you can't see. It just looks like they're naked. <laughs> I thought uh, Patty Duke as her mum, though, was quite lovely. Mm, yeah. You didn't like her? Um, I did. It was She's just such lovely. a shit film. I just can't bear it anymore. <laughs> 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 All right. So I think that's it for Hot Not. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for Opinion Swap, the segment where we scour through the internet to see what other people thought of today's film. Okay. So the first one's from Dave Evans on Letterboxd. He gives it two and a half stars. He said, I found this quite a difficult film to sit through. For a romantic drama, Prelude to a Kiss felt too cold and his characters felt too distant. The premise of the film, which, by the way, takes ages to get going, is very strange and doesn't work very well. It's hard to sympathize with an old man who sucks the soul out of a young woman because he's dying. (laughs) (laughs) Very little works in this movie that has rightly been forgotten by most people. Yeah, we forgot to mention that he was dying. We found that out. They forgot to mention it as well, really. Yeah. <laughs> it just comes in at the end. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think two and a half is pretty generous, really. Yeah. I agree with everything he said, but I would half a star at best. <laughs> okay, so this one's from Terra on Letterboxd. She gave it three stars. So I was confused as shit. And then that wedding scene happened and she's kissing the old guy and I'm like, what the fuck? And then I'm like, okay, this is fantasy. Okay, some Freaky Friday shit is going down. All right, yeah, okay. And then they switch back and the old guy is like, I had a second chance and I was going to stay out of the sun and floss. And I'm like, geez, (laughs) 
That's putting things into perspective. This movie changed my life. Oh. I'm going to eat healthy now and floss and wear sunscreen and get enough sleep. I do all of those things except for getting enough sleep. And I learned that without a shitty Meg Ryan film. <laughs> all right, Scott uh, Auditat gave it two stars on Letterboxd. He says, I really couldn't get into this one. The whole plot doesn't kick into gear until the 42 minute mark. So it takes a lot of talking before that and the horror that is Baldwin without a shirt. So obviously someone doesn't like the hairy chest. And once the body switch aspect hits, it never goes anywhere. Neither character does much in their new bodies, but live normal lives. Baldwin and Ryan both seem to just be playing themselves. Nothing special. And man, did those overacted voiceovers blow. Oh, yeah, narration. We yeah. didn't talk about that. Uh, womp, womp. It's, it's probably the first body swap film that we've watched that's been narrated by a character that's not in the swap, which is an interesting <laughs> idea. Like, you think the person that's... Yeah, he's got no story. insight into what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, I don't know what's happening. What is happening? But it's got to be about him. Yeah. Because uh, he's the male, and <laughs> <laughs> but that oh, that's that's surprising that it's a play because there's you Can think you there'd imagine? be like rich dialogue to like oh what do we cut? Do you reckon in the play like in those voiceover bits it would have been like the spotlight goes on him and he turns totally. to the crowd? Yes. Can you imagine totally how parties. painful? Can we stage this play in Adelaide just to boo it? <laughs> I, I, I know a theatre company <laughs> would do it perfectly. I feel like we could do this film. So this was from Olivia on uh, Letterboxd. She gave it one and a half stars. She says, it's Freaky Friday, but for old people. <laughs> I don't old feel people like... don't have enough time to watch this. I was going to say, I feel like old people wouldn't enjoy this. This is Freaky Friday, but for no people. Old people want to watch <laughs> Downton Abbey. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if they started swapping in Downton Abbey. Brilliant. <laughs> um, like the servants and the people upstairs swap. That is scandalous. Someone should make a period film, a period swap. That would be amazing. Yeah, well, I mean, this genre started as a period piece. The original Vice Versa was <laughs> written and set in Victorian times. So There you go. They, it's, it's done. You just have to make it. You guys are just stealing my grease. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, this one's from V-Dub on Letterboxd. He gave it one star. This movie is largely forgettable, but Meg Ryan is cute as always. The glasses Alec Baldwin wears are hysterical to to the point where I could barely keep from laughing all the way oh. through each scene he wore them. They look like they belong on a grandmother, not a grown man. That's just your That's opinion, man. Yeah. I amazing. Love, I yeah. love those glasses. Same. I would wear those glasses. So Vita I thought he you. was gonna I thought he was gonna give like Meg Ryan a little prop and then Alec Baldwin a little boot toot, but no. What no. do we think of his shirt? At the start, I was like, what has happened to him? Is he the person that swapped? That shirt looked dirty as fuck. But I think it was some weird pattern. But yeah. I was it was like, like it was almost tie-dyed. It looked yeah. like a background for like taking yes, photos on. But I thought it looked like he'd been like, I don't know, well, locked I, up on the roof and trying to I don't know. Yeah, I was I was had the same question, but like so obviously this movie is extremely hard to get hands on there's no official way of watching this film right now so the uh, copy that i acquired um which was legal was which was completely legal um was a bit murky to look at 
So <laughs> you're blaming the quality of the film yeah, that it, we watch it, on the t-shirt. Yeah, the shirt I, I reckon in the high def version of this film, don't that defend shirt, that shirt, Paul. It was an <laughs> ugly ass shirt. If anyone has like some, you know, remastered version of this film, if it exists somewhere in the world. Please take or a if screen you own the grab. Shirt. If you own the shirt, send us the shirt. Yeah, yeah. Alex <laughs> Baldwin, if you still have the shirt, send us the shirt. <laughs> now we come to Tenuous Recommendations, the segment where we recommend a movie, television show, or other piece of media that is connected to today's film in some way, whether that be a shared actor, director, or theme. Or in Brendan's case, he might compensate for his complete lack of linking abilities with irrelevant visual cues, like that's supposed to help <laughs> on an audio-based medium. <laughs> So, Lucy, what have you got for us? So, Meg Ryan was in City of Angels, mm-hmm. but I'm not doing City of Angels because <laughs> that movie was terrible. Um, but I'm but it doing... has an amazing song from the soundtrack. Yes, Goo Goo Dolls aside, it's a total banger for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm doing Wings of Desire, which is the film It was that, based on. Yes. Yeah. So, um, made in 1980. 1980- 87 um, by Wim Wenders. Um, it's roughly the same story, but of course, in that amazing, like non Hollywood original way, it's mm-hmm. just infinitely better. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like beautiful and sad and poetic. And yeah. Hmm. So that's one of my blind spots. I've never watched it. But so. I. Um, uh, I wrote here, beautiful and sad, and another film that Paul probably wouldn't have seen, but won't enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, Just like Badlands. <laughs> but I, I, I did not enjoy Badlands, mm. firstly. And secondly... So it's not it- enough, like, singing zombies or... <laughs> <laughs> like, every film could use more singing zombies. Let's just get that straight. But mm. I don't know, like, Wings of Desire seems like a film that would be in my... Like, it seems like a film that would appeal to me, wouldn't it? I, I, I mean, like, in the same way it? that in the same way that Badlands, like it's it's a similar sort of film. It's like a slow pace, and there's like a lot of beautiful imagery. And um, do you feel like for? I think the thing that really makes a difference to me is if there's like a character that I can connect to, sure. or like well, I, or guess, I can like, understand the film on an emotional level. It's, an about, it's about an angel mm-hmm. who, in the same way as Bloody City of Angels, <laughs> like, you know, like he's watching over humans and yeah. whatever, and then he falls in love with a human. Yeah. Um. So he, there's more, like, people to root for, I guess. Yeah. So maybe you like it more than... Yeah, I'd really, I, I, can, I can get down with that, like... Yeah. Uh, Angel just wants to get laid. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that's my recommendation. So I feel like that's that's a good tenuous link. I yeah. Feel. yeah. Yeah. No. Good one. Yeah. Brendan. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. I'm. I hear your criticisms, Paul, and I'm taking them on board. Okay. okay yeah. This time I went very stock standard, ho hum. I went through IMDb. Sleepless yeah. in sweater. No, no. Oh my god, uh, Tom Hanks though. Okay, keep going. <laughs> also, just everyone, I know I interrupt. I know it's bad. I'm really sorry. Literally, it's a compulsion and I can't help myself. Go, Brendan. Can, can I go now? Is that is that okay? Is <laughs> just just getting permission. So okay. So alright, so watching the film, we could all agree it was a slog, but yeah. like watching it also, I was immediately like Ah, oh, this is a Rob um Mekin uh, uh what? Mekin <laughs> <laughs> You start having a stroke while you're watching the film. 
What? Well, like I was just, it was just clearly a, a, like it was, it was a, it was what a rub neck and gut. <laughs> it was a rub neck and gut film. <laughs> Don't be my nose. I just want to see what name you're trying to say. And so. I chose... But do you mean it, it is or it's similar to? Or what do you mean? Well, he... <laughs> <laughs> is it the director? Uh, close. He, uh, he was uh, on production legal. <laughs> <laughs> of this film? Yes. What? But also, and I, I was I was thinking that me and Paul, I might, have I stolen your thunder? Because no, uh, no, I wasn't going to link through this because guy he also I've never heard pro- of. He also did production legal on Tales of the City. What oh, job yeah. is that? What job is production legal? It's, it's, it's the lawyer. It's self-explanatory. He's the lawyer on the set. Why? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, he was also um, the executive vice president of business affairs for Mandate Pictures when doing the film <gasps> Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. Ah. Have you guys seen this film? Is that I haven't. The Aubrey Steve Carell. Yeah, Steve Crow and Kira Knightley. Okay, mine's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, yeah, so I really like this film when I saw it, and it's been a while, but um, yeah, the, the rating doesn't seem like it was spectacular, and I think it was one that not a lot of people saw, um, but it's definitely the sort of thing I like to dwell on, which is like, you're about to die, and because oh, <laughs> yeah, basically the world's about to end. Um, Steve Carell's character is—he's um, recently broken up with his wife. He gets a letter in the mail um, that's from a ex, uh, an ex-girlfriend, saying that she's always loved him, and blah blah blah. Um, and so he goes on this road trip of discovery to to meet up with her for the end of the world. Is it Kira Knightley? No, Kira Knightley okay, is God. like, uh, <laughs> but Kira Knightley is like they they meet and she's going to help him get to that place and um you know the journey together they you know explore this idea of like one confronting the fact that you're going to die and um who you want to be with when that happens and all this sort of uh, really sad shit and it's it was quite sad but I thought it was really nice and Brendan I never would have picked you for like being obsessed with. Death movies. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, he's in a child's um, death. <laughs> that's why I was like, yeah, he's not half wrong. But, yeah, uh, this is all connected. This is why he can't enjoy the Powerpuff Girl movie. Yeah, I'm too afraid of death. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. So, um, yeah, I think it's... It, I reckon it was quite beautiful and um, it's also funny. It's got some Talking Heads songs in it as well. Um, and also all sorts of awesome people in the cast, like Gilliam Jacob makes a little appearance. And anyway, uh, mm-hmm. Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. Awesome. So, Have you seen it, Paul? I haven't. So like either of your recommendations. That's the why same I also thought a... it would be a good, a good pick for... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, um, just saying, no, I wouldn't mind nothing being... but punishments for you from now on. Okay, that's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so my link is Meg Ryan, and in 1997, she provided the voice for the lead character of the film Anastasia. Have either of you watched Anastasia? Yes. Have you seen it, Brendan? I've heard of it. I've seen photos of it. Yeah. Someone took a photo when they were at the cinema. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is a Don Bluth-directed uh, film. He was like a Disney animator that left and then created his own animation studio within Fox. He did films like um, 
uh, an American tale in a land before time. Oh, my God. And uh, this was one of the last films he made for Fox. Um, and it was like a lavish musical that was really trying to compete against Disney, like a princess musical. Mm. Um, but it's based on the real-life story of um, the Russian like royals that were... Um, and Anastasia's body was never found. Yeah, My dad's the, obsessed with that story. It, yeah, <laughs> so the whole family was, was like killed when like the people revolted, and then, uh, but they never found the daughter... Of the family, and then the film posits that she escaped, but didn't remember who she was. And then when she grows up, a guy um, is trying to find someone to mm. impersonate the princess to try to get money, but finds the real princess. And then through mm. the process of impersonating mm. her, she realizes that she's actually the princess. And so. a woman did claim to be her sometime later, but it, she was found out to be a liar. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. Like, it's really, like, beautifully animated, mm. interesting story. Um, the songs are great. Um, and the voice cast is amazing. So uh, Meg Ryan's the main character. Love interest played by John Cusack. There's Kelsey Grammer, Christopher Lloyd, Hank Azaria, Bernadette Peters, Kirsten Dunst, and Angela Lansbury. Wow, that is amazing. So, um, yeah. Yeah, and, like, just harkens back to, you know, what we were saying in our last episode, like the hand-drawn animation just seeing an, a hand-drawn animation now is kind of special. Mm. Um, and uh, in full CinemaScope widescreen as well, which was like not that common at the time. So it was really lavishly done. I also, on a side note, last year when I uh, was in New York, I saw the Broadway musical uh, that they've adapted of this. And that is really, um, really beautiful show to watch as well. So if you're ever in a city that happens to be playing the musical, I would definitely recommend it. The film has like a supernatural villain and they kind of dump that for the the stage show. Mm. Um, Are you doing two? Are you doing a Broadway show as well? No, I'm just saying that I saw them. I saw it. It, (laughs) it, You can take that as a recommendation or you can just take it as like a fun fact. I, I do have a second one, which was the catering company. (laughs) <laughs> no <laughs> don't no um so yeah that's my recommendation very good mm. so next episode um at least give us like a good bad one like even if it's bad this was just bad bad give us a good bad one uh, <laughs> i'm definitely giving, giving you an interesting like the one. robert downey jr one i always forget what it was called Chances that was are. yeah i that was good bad <laughs> well i'll let you determine when i tell you what this film is <laughs> what All it right, is yeah all right, so next episode... We, we, <laughs> He's really excited. It's already giggling. So next episode, we'll cool be too. watching the, the, 2000, the year 2000 Fox TV movie, <laughs> Ice Angel, a.k.a. On Thin Ice, Going for the Gold, starring the nannies Nicole Tom... <laughs> Who's that the daughter? Yeah. Yeah. The young daughter? No, the older daughter. Okay, she was in Beethoven. She's got some crush. And it also co-stars the uh, Olympic figure skater Nancy Kerrigan. That's amazing. She's the one that got Tonya Harding's boyfriend smashed. So, yeah, 
It's got like an Itonia cred to it. <laughs> um, uh, so the IMDb plot synopsis states, a popular hockey player and an ice skater die on the same day. The soul of the skater goes to heaven, but the hockey player is reborn in the body of the ice skater. Cool. So it's like a an ice skating version of Down to I Earth. do love ice skating, so that's going to be good. It's uh, like the swap. Well, it's, it's Down to Earth meets the swap. Yeah. Which one was the swap? Uh, the one where it was like the Disney Channel one where they were like young kids and their cell phones made them. Yes. Yeah. Swap. And yeah, his, and her, her calisthenic skills helped with his hockey, hockey yes. playing. Yeah. Calisthenics. So. Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, though, Nancy Kerrigan, that's, that's yeah. serious. Yeah. I think, um, I, I felt like we needed to go, you know, a bit more traditional, <laughs> Traditional body swap for the next episode. Not so many like old men pashing Meg Ryan and and Alec Baldwin. How do we live in a world where both of them have kissed that man? (laughs) (laughs) And like they would have had to do multiple takes. That would have been a thing. I would have loved the scene where they had a three-way. I mean, really, that was the only answer for the end of this. Like, if they couldn't get them to swap back, it would have to be that Alec Baldwin, like, kept them both in the house and, like, yeah. got the beauty from one and, like, the relationship from the other. <laughs> so he'd be having sex with the old man but while staring, staring at, at Meg <laughs> That would have been a good scene. Mm. No, he would have sex with Meg Ryan, but the old man would be talking to him. <laughs> In his ear. Yeah. <laughs> Any of these combinations would be interesting. I would pay to watch that film. Is that how you like a study gym? <laughs> it wasn't my friend. <laughs> that, that was my big run. <laughs> oh, shit. Final thoughts, prelude to a kiss. Where would you put it in your rankings? Um, Maybe fourth from the bottom, third from the bottom. Yeah, I'm going to put it um just above pretty cool it almost was going to be bottom um but a few of those laughs so i think are my, bo- are my bottom ones pretty cool if my list has been amended it hasn't been oh. <laughs> i'm gonna go on strike man i'm not gonna be in this podcast it's gonna be two dudes sitting around you're gonna have no one to interrupt you <laughs> so at the moment Pretty Cool is your lowest, and then Change Up, Mr. Fuzzy Pants, Christmas Switch. So I'd put it underneath Mr. Fuzzy Pants. Oh, wow. That low. Yeah, it was really bad. It was painful. Yeah. And Brendan, your lowest is Pretty Cool, Cobbler, Christmas Switch. Yeah, I'm putting it in between Cobbler and Pretty Cool. Ah, I'm I'm raising uh, Cobbler. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm I'm going to put it... I think I'm going to put it fourth, so... I've From got, the bottom? Yep. Thank so I've God. got cobbler, <laughs> cobbler, change up, Christmas switch, and then this. And then what's after it? Dating the enemy. Okay. So. I put dating up the enemy Maybe up a little high, higher, then, yeah. yeah. The nostalgia factor. And just because it was so stupidly funny. Like, yeah. We had a good time. Yeah. <laughs> this was just dead air. It, it was, it was, an, it was no pretty cool. No. <laughs> Well, you know who's not pretty cool? You, my friend. Because <laughs> you like that movie. <laughs> just because stupid. I, just because I made you watch a film where Alec Baldwin's macking with the old guy and next week I'm going to make you watch a, a ice skating hockey player swap. <laughs> <God damn laughs> doesn't it. mean I'm an awful person, or does it? 
<laughs> Tell us. <laughs> All right. Until next episode. I was Paul Mitzi. I was Lucy Thomas. And I was B Money, and that's a oh thing now. Oh my no, god! No, 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 it's not happening. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Swapcast is hosted by Paul Mitzi and edited by Brendan Levi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Two Creative, featuring Lucy Thomas. Recorded at Brown Town Studios. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.